0: and welcome to the black and white podcast. I'm Denise Pass and I'm joined today by my lovely co-host Angela Donadio. Hi
1: Denise, it's so great to be back today.
0: <laughs> Look, she came back, you guys. <laughs> I really enjoyed talking about our mission last week, and today I'm super excited to talk about vision. I don't know about you, Angela, but I am so excited about this series this month because it is such a sense of renewal as we are equipped to reflect and renew our commitment to the mission of God. The scripture for this episode comes from Proverbs 29, 18, the English Standard Version, where there is no prophetic vision the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he Who keeps the law? So, as we seek to live lives on mission, we have to have a vision. We are a forgetful people. We can know our mission, but if we can't see it, understand it, it seems pointless. Really, a vision is kept in front of us when we are in God's word and praying, seeking Him. A vision is living, it is not yesterday's manna. It is renewed as we abide in God's presence. The King James Version says, People without a vision perish. Wow, what a picture that is, huh? Absolutely. What an image for the significance of needing a vision from God. When we get a vision from anywhere else, it leads us astray and we go off mission.
1: That's so true, Denise. You know, God's global mission is the Great Commission. Go into all the world mm-hmm. and, and preach the gospel and, and help people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But God wants us to go beyond this global mission to have a personal vision, a personal specific vision mission. And this requires us to ask, God, what are you saying to me? What does this look like to me?
0: Yes. And and also not to compare to the Joneses, right? Mm, Because what God has called one person to, another one isn't. And we wouldn't want someone else's portion. We wouldn't want someone else's calling.
1: Absolutely. I've been tempted in the past to covet other people's calling on their Mm -hmm. lives, but we don't even know what we're doing when we do that. Mm. God is... He's faithful, he's just and he he designed us so he knows how to equip us. Yes. So we will function best and be most fulfilled operating in the calling he has placed in our life, mm. not trying to walk in someone else's footsteps.
0: Right. And I always think, you know, wow, if I had this, Lord, would you have that for me? And then if he says, Do you want that outside of my calling? Do you mm. want to be there without me? No way. <laughs> no way. No, thank you. <laughs> So so good. Uh, when I think of vision, it is just such a sweet place of relationship. God wants to reveal His mysteries to His people. He's inviting us to partner with Him. So just like we used the mission template last week, we will have a vision template this week that you guys can download and use as a reminder, and it's to guide us to a vision that God has for us.
1: Absolutely. And I think about that word mysteries, and when we go through situations, it can feel like a mystery, and sometimes God can feel like a mystery. But as you said in the last episode, you know our feelings can deceive us. They're indicators; they should not be our dictators. Mm-hmm. I love that Lisa Cooper says that feelings are indicators, and we should be aware. God, I don't understand what I'm going through. And and I went through a period of time when I was very ill in the hospital in 2001, and then again in 2003, and it was a mystery to me. In fact, I wrote a song. Um, that was the last song on my first album, and that song was called Trust You Anyhow. And the line that I wrote after I came home from the hospital, struggling with understanding why I was going mm. through this, is I said to God, I wrote down, I don't understand how this is in your plan, but I'll trust you anyhow. I can't possibly see what good is meant for me, but I'll trust you anyhow. And when we surrender our wise. Mm. when I was in the hospital with that very rare disorder, I had to come to a place of accepting that it was the mystery of God, that He allowed this in my life to know Him in a deeper way and to minister to His people. So I I understood on the other side of it that it was the mystery of God that allowed this in my life to change me and to use it to bring hope and life to others. Mm.
0: And, you know, we often wouldn't choose that mystery. No, we
1: we probably wouldn't if we knew it in advance.
0: (laughs) Gee, can I go suffer? (laughs) But there is a sweetness in that mystery because we wouldn't seek God Mm. to that level if everything was always so perfect. That's so true. Absolutely true. And when He allows those things in, it's a loving God. If we know His character... But we're tempted to look at those those painful things, and, and we just we focus on them instead of okay, wait a minute, mm. you know, like I've learned. Okay, uh, it's time for a mission now, <laughs> instead of you know uh, why, like you said, mm. surrender the why's. That's so good. And when I think of vision, I think of having the heart of God. Christ was compassionate toward his people. What stirs compassion in our heart? What is it that makes us want to get up in the morning and do something to make a difference? How about you, Angela?
1: Well, you know, I have such a heart for women um, here and around the world. I do a lot of work with women in Africa. And, Mm. you know, kind of the tagline that sums up my ministry is to make your life matter no matter what. Mm. And so I want to help other women, you know, become all that God has called them to be, even through pain. God promises yes. purpose through pain, and that motivates me to say, you know, sometimes when we go through painful situations, when we see how it benefits someone else, we, we extract the purpose out of that. That makes it almost mm. worth it that we went through it, that not only did it do something in our lives, but we now we see it benefiting someone else, that what the enemy might have meant for evil and to hurt us actually brought life and hope to someone yes. else. That is highly motivating to me.
0: It really is. And you know, when my husband and I went to Guatemala this past September, there was just this sense of we were to use our messes. Mm. We were to use our brokenness, not in a manipulative way, but in a real transparent way. And then suddenly we had this open door.
1: That's right.
0: That's right. Suddenly there was this brokenness. But if I hadn't walked through any pain, I'm going to share the love of Jesus. Mm. It there we we have to. It's almost a qualifying. Even Christ That's suffered. Right.
1: That's right. It says he learned obedience through what he suffered. Yeah. And Christ needs to learn obedience, how much more <laughs> do we need to learn obedience? Oh man, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is Christ
0: we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I you know, and my uh, tagline for my ministry. Well, I have several because I'm just that type person. But <laughs> one of them is seeing deep in a shallow world because mm. it is the pain that brings us to the deeper places That's right. that we then can share. That message of Christ because we've been there. That's right. You know, and we don't want to have to be. You know, I used to say, Lord, do I have to walk through it first to be able to Mm. share it? You know, really? I'll write a song for you. Like, just give me the words. (laughs) (laughs) But when I have walked through it, there is that compassion we're talking Mm -hmm. about. There Mm -hmm. is that passion because I know it. I've seen God in that place. You know, and I just had my book, Shame Off You, published last year. And my book, 31 Days of Hope Reinvented, the year before, and God has just placed on my heart a mega dose of wanting to encourage people Mm. toward a deeper walk with God, and that's my ministry is seeing deep ministries, and sometimes I feel like, man, I'm blonde, can I really have that title?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Two blondes in a Bible,
0: I'm telling you, or whatever color hair you have, all you need is a Bible. Um, But this deeper walk understands the heart of God, the heart of God that He is good all the time, that He is a refuge to the hurting. I just want people to know that our God is near and He is enough in our suffering or at all times. So this compassion is a big part of how I fulfill the mission of God in my life, singing, speaking, writing, what I hear from the Father's heart as I study and read His Word.
1: Yes, compassion has got to be our motivator, Mm -hmm. not, oh, let me get my name known, let me get out there, whatever other motivations can taint, Mm. Um, you know, God's call on our life can be tainted by Mm. our own flesh. But when compassion is our strongest motivator, that we we truly love people and we truly want to see them moving forward Mm. in the God's call on their life. And, you know, Denise, pain is pain. Mm. So our Mm -hmm. pain might be different. Your pain of what you've been through might look different than mine. But we can all relate to pain. And pain gives us compassion because I've been through something Even if we haven't been in the same exact struggle, we know what it's like to to be in those places, and that should give us compassion for someone else's struggle that they may be going
0: through. Mm. Yeah, you know, compassion motivates us. I mean, but sometimes we can get misled even in compassion and forget even that compassion is from Christ. Mm. We have to live authentic, yielded lives. You know, we hear that. That's a buzzword. Be authentic. Mm-hmm. But I don't think everyone's authentic when they no. say that, you know. <laughs> We're not even authentic. about being authentic. <laughs> You know, because I was thinking, you know, even early on, when I first had a ministry in back in um, the 90s mm. and early, you know, 2002 came out with an album called Praying for You, I was wondering why the Lord didn't expand my ministry more then. Mm. Okay, I'm just going to be honest with mm. that thought. And that thought is steeped in pride, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And you can think you're humble. That thought's also steeped in pride. (laughs) And then you realize, you know, all the focus was, oh, okay, wait, my voice isn't, this isn't good enough. Or that isn't, it wasn't, oh, God, Mm -hmm. reach somebody with this. Mm -hmm. And as much as I felt that when I wrote the songs, there was still something God needed to get out. He needed to cleanse out. and. So that compassion comes from Christ, and we do have to live these authentic, yielded lives. Otherwise, it is just good works for man, lacking power of the Holy Spirit, and it's for our glory. This brings us back to humility. We don't serve others, so we are praised. It is out of zeal to see God glorified, bringing us back to that mission.
1: Absolutely, Denise. You know, we want to see God glorified, and when that is our goal, it's not about telling our story. It's That our story is a part of the greater story that he is writing so that people can see him. Mm. You know, one of the things I've kind of lived by is if it's for his glory, then it's for my good. Mm. Even if I don't see the good at the time, if I can step back from that and put the larger lens, you know, the tagline of my book is look through the lens of God's perspective, and then you can love the life you see. Mm. We often want to love the life we see. But it's blurred by situations. It's blurred by what we might be going through. And if we step back and say, you know what, God, I trust, like you said, Denise, you are good. Mm. I trust your character. So I know that you're going to receive glory out of this. And I know because of that, you're going to use it for my good.
0: Yes. You know, one thing, y'all, what Angela and I do is hard. Mm -hmm. Just going to be real with you. When we put the messages God puts on our heart out there. There's a tendency for people to come back and say, oh, good job, Well, mm. that's really neat. Or when I have an interview or and I post it, it's because the content in that interview I think is going to point someone to Christ. Mm. But all too often, and my heart just hurts when it's this focus on me. You know, we do want encouragement. We want to know that it's reaching people. But I realize it's such a trap and so mm. easy with this compassion I feel burning in my heart that I want people to hear. The focus can change. And I can hardly imagine someone exhibiting a compassionate heart if they don't do so with passion. Hmm. Our next stopping point on the way of getting a vision, and as you look at your vision template and you ask yourself, what are you compassionate about? And what passion has God given you? Hmm. Uh, Angela, have you ever felt like you've served in a lackluster Mm -hmm. manner? Like I know for me, there have been times when service became dry duty and I had to go back to God and ask him to reveal my heart. Is this really part of your vision? Was it because I was not refreshed in his presence, or was he moving me on?
1: Oh, those are such great questions, Anise. They're hard questions to ask, but we need to ask that of ourselves. We need to stay sensitive, keep our pulse mm. on what he's doing, and to be aware. And I was thinking as you were saying that our compassion will dry up if we don't fuel the passion. Mm. Passion is like a fire that needs to be fueled in God's presence. And I do think God can shift what we have a passion for. You know, I led worship full time for 20 years and he didn't take away the passion I have for music or for worship, but he did shift to where I'm not leading every single week. And I had to, I had to be okay with that. I had to recognize that God was changing the season of my life, even though he was not lifting his presence off of me, Mm. he was just changing the direction of what he wanted to do with it. So Staying in God's presence helps us to sense where He's stirring and where He's shifting our passion so that we can allow Him to redirect
0: us. Mm. And sometimes really being, I love that word you use, sensitive. Mm. Sensitive to His calling, it sometimes may not make sense. (laughs) Like a year ago, the Lord was like, "I'm, I'm moving you somewhere else. You know, and it was something that I was like, "Okay, Lord, if you want me to stay, I'll stay. if you want me to go, I'll mm-hmm. go but it it's hard because sometimes you'd be like, "That's not what I thought yeah. you were yeah. gonna do, Lord, but then when he does it and he makes those changes, you know if we're sensitive, then we are staying in that mission, staying in that vision he's given us. that's so good what you're sharing. I love the moments of conviction, even as we share, yeah. Truly, we stay on mission as we have our vision continually renewed in the presence of God. And the last word on our path to discovering the vision God has for us brings us full circle with where our mission began, selflessness Mm. or humility. Does our vision have self at the center or a sweet place of surrender that says, God, use me for your purposes? You know, Mm. One thing I tell the Lord frequently when I kind of start to feel frustrated like, oh, this should be happening or I should be doing this, He just tells me to chill out. (laughs) And then I say, Lord, I'm your girl. Mm. I'm yours. Lord, I'm sorry. I don't want to get ahead of you. Just, I'm your girl. This is not a once and done thing. And I find my heart is tested constantly on this. When I think I'm yielded, I'm reminded that there's still another part of my Mm. heart that's easily led away from a pure motive.
1: That's so true. In fact, I forget what scripture it is. It says, "Who can even know our our heart?" Mm-hmm. You know, our heart is deceptive. We're we're flesh and blood, and God knows this about us. So, when we stay in His presence, our our passion is renewed. It's rekindled. Our our minds are readjusted to realign back with His heart, and yes. that takes that discipline of being in His presence. And and maybe somebody this that's listening this week just needs Mm. the main thing that you may need this week is more time in his presence
0: yes and i love what you're saying saying too because i think really what people need to do even listening today even us stop right now Mm. ask yourself is this vision on your heart from you Mm. or from god because we don't want to waste time Mm -mm. Time is precious and we want to number our days hard number our days right. And I love that passage of Jeremiah that you were saying, because if our hearts are deceitful, mm. then I don't want to form my vision. true. <laughs> so, you know, we just invite you to travel with us this year and this month as we are pursuing the heart of God, his mission, his vision for our lives. Amen.
1: Raw truth, our own vision falls short of the glory of God. We need His vision. Radical grace, God's vision for our lives is never about our abilities, but about our willingness to let Him use us. And real hope, God is faithful and will accomplish His purposes and vision for our lives and His kingdom. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast. Where we filter lights of the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.